You're listening to the iFanboy 2006 Year-End Roundup. Part 2 of iFanboy.com's 2006 Year-End Media Roundup. If you missed Part 1, where we talked about movies and TV, be sure to go back to iFanboy.com or to iTunes or to any other podcast provider and download it. But now, let's tune back into the conversation as we start talking about IPTV. So, Ron, what was the big sort of technology revolution this year that really hit hard? Well, and it's related to what we're talking about, is that I think this is the first year that um, IPTV or, or video online, was, you know, it's gotten a lot of popularity with YouTube and stuff like that. But there's been a... Did you hear that we were a person of the year? Yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah. I, I, um, <laughs> Time Magazine, haha. But, um, but what, what I think has gone under the radar a bit, which I think is going to grow a lot more in 2007, is not so much the user-generated content like on YouTube, but there's actually shows and little networks that are starting to appear online. Um, and honestly, this year is probably the first year where I've watched more video and show format on the web than I have in regular broadcast TV. You must watch a lot of web video. I do, actually. There, well, there, what's great is that this year there's a lot of stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, a lot of it, it's, it started off kind of in the tech-based, you know, because, you know, that's, that's kind of... That's where it all starts. Yeah, that's where it all starts. So, like, there are shows like um, DL.TV, which has Patrick Norton used to be on the screensavers on Tech TV, mm-hmm. and, um, and things like InDigital, which, um, which has Will Wheaton as one of the hosts, and that's kind of a gadget show and that sort of thing. They've really kind of um, emerged as... Um, kind of the front runners of, of this kind of thing. Command N, a show out of uh, Canada with a cute chick who hosts it, talk about the news and the web and stuff like that. But um, what's really been cool is that uh, it happened a little bit in 2005, but I really think it hit stride in 2006. It really blew up. It blew up to not just be tech content anymore. It's a lot of comedy. A lot of entertainment. Yeah, and, and general, Connor, general you, entertainment. And Connor, you, you've been watching, and Josh, you've been getting on board mm-hmm. with it a little bit. I mean, like, um, Ask a Ninja, if anybody has heard of that. I mean, it's a little five minute show with a ninja answering questions. Um, it should come out more regularly. It should, but it's hysterical. It's great. Um, and uh, French Made TV, which is uh, how-to videos the French Maids, although they're starting to become it's, chills. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they suck at us. They, they drew us in at the French Made Girls, Yeah, and now, and now suddenly we're, we're being sold products. Right. What are they selling products for? Services. Anything, I never watched like it. Barterbee.com and oh. websites and stuff like that. Um, and, and there's a show... Tiki Bar TV. Well, I was just going to say, there are two shows that stand out as probably the best must-see IPTV for us, at least. Tiki Bar TV is one of them. Which is a um, little seven-minute skit show. Forbidden Drinks and the Swank Pad. Yeah, it's about it's, drinking. It's, um... I- no, I know. Well, I couldn't get into it. What's ironic is, is that I don't... I mean, I don't drink. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not into the drinks. But they write a story... And around the drink of the episode, mm-hmm. and of course they do the how-to, but it's the story of each episode that's hysterical. I mean, it's just it's great. I mean, there's there's a character, Doctor Tiki, and he's the one who writes yeah, the drink I mean, prescriptions, and the bartender, it. and Lala, and Lala dances. But um, it's it's <laughs> when it comes out, it's must. <laughs> that's, that's most of these shows. Blah, 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 and Lala dances. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the probably the one that stands out the best this year. Um, uh, that's only that's it's in def- It's it's a lame duck. Almost it's going to end soon. But uh, the show with Zay Frank. It's going to end soon? Yeah, yeah. It's only, he's only doing it for year. one year. He started oh. March 17th last year. I didn't gonna, know that. Yeah, oh my god. I just, I just started watching it. <laughs> I know, you go back and watch everything. Oh. It's, only, it's a one year project. He's, he does five minute daily, week weekday. Just, five days a week, five minute episode. Ride the Fire Eagle Danger Day. He, he produces it all himself, and it's, I mean, every, every my, my, my routine when I come home now is I come home, I turn my computer on, and I... Sh- 
uh, pull up the Democracy video player, and that automatically downloads any new shows, and I immediately watch Zay. How do you watch Zay? Uh, through his website on the And I watch it on iTunes Yeah, yeah. Which is that Everybody watches well, it differently well that's, the, well that's the cool thing About like And that's the big difference that's Of why we think The revolution yeah. is coming Is that With the old model You had to Wait till the show was on Repeats Stuff like that happens Now it's online There's seven different ways To, down, to get it You can sign up For the RSS feed You can watch it Off the website You can BitTorrent it You can watch it You know uh, In the Flash player On their sites And stuff like that um, So it's really Kind of giving you The power to pick When you want to watch And what you want to watch and with Apple's ITV coming out next year, and TiVo is is gonna probably start pulling in this video. In fact, they already do with Rocket Boom, which is a new, which is a five minute daily news show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know, it's I really think that 2006 was kind of like the the groundbreaking year for it. I think it's just gonna explode in 2007. So I don't know. So, so check you, it out. That's, you guys should you guys should totally watch Zay Frank. I yeah, think. it's great. Everybody yeah. should. Yeah. Yeah. Zayfrank.com/slash/the-show. Listen though, and, I'm thinking about it. The dude. Who, who does a show with himself producing it where he puts his face in a big camera you gotta have an ego to do that well he's he, he's he's funny totally. yeah, no he yeah, is he's, but he knows it too yeah I mean it's 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 good but um, we'll post links to all these shows and we strongly recommend you check them out 2006 was definitely I think the, the breakthrough year for IPTV and hopefully 2007 will be that much better yeah I, I, I'm <clears> assuming it will hopefully Zay, Zay doesn't quit completely but he probably will which is yeah. good go out on top you gotta admire it yeah, I definitely do admire it. So I think that this year uh, in music was probably my less, my least. I don't know anything that's going on in music. Well, so it's, I, it's interesting because we weren't going to do a music segment. Yeah, I mean, we had. In fact, last year we did video games, right? But we cut that this year because we haven't really played video games because we've been so busy with the podcast and with, with the site. No video gaming. No video gaming. Um, I was, I've been playing The Godfather. Right. I've, right. No, I've, but not to the extent <laughs> that we did in 2005. We played a lot more I've video been games. Have you? Oh. <laughs> it's like it's oh, if you told that we'd be ta- we'd be taking you take you to a meeting. But so um, so we cut we cut music, and I remember Josh was saying, "Well, what are we gonna replace it with?" We're like, "Should we do music?" We're like, ah, eh, nothing really. But um, actually, just recently, a friend of mine asked me to to send her my top ten records of two thousand six, and I was like, "Geez, I don't even have ten records. I'm stuck listening. I'm in the mid nineties. You know, I'm still listening to all my old stuff." And I went through iTunes and I sorted it by um, date added, in my library, and I I. I Bought and downloaded a shitload of music this year, and I was like, "Oh my god, a lot That's, of stuff came how out." How did you? How did you buy most of it and download? Um, combination. Um, uh, well, I buy. I what, what? My new music purchasing thing is I have a, a monthly subscription to eMusic, and I'll download a song or two to check something out. Mm-hmm. And if I dig it, then I'll download the whole album. If I really dig it, then I'll go to Amazon. I'll buy the CD and I'll buy the CD and then rip it. Really? So, yeah. After you pay for it on eMusic? Well, because eMusic is a subscription. Right. A subscription. Yeah, so I paid nine bucks for 30 downloads. Right. So, but the thing is, there are some, there are some t- titles that I, like, for example, uh, the Decemberist new record, The Crane Wife that came out, the, the Crane Wife that came out this year, mm-hmm. I didn't even download a song. I knew I'm going to buy it, so I just sure. bought the CD. But um, I don't buy via iTunes because I don't like the DRM. Um, and ultimately, if I had to choose, I mean, like comics, I'm a collector, and I want the CD. I want the artwork. I want. Well, I like the I like the the freedom of the CD. You yeah, can do and what high you want with it, and like yeah. you know, if the hard drive gets wiped out, it sucks that I have to digitate it all in again, but right. I still can. Right. And Bill Gates agrees. <laughs> he does. He does. Anyway, so um, so just real quickly, I thought I wanted to share my top ten records of 2006. And this is Ron. Ron's probably responsible for picking the majority of the music on the. On the podcast, so those people who said we really like the music, you'll probably this is, like this stuff. This is what I've been listening to. Although, admittedly, I'm getting a little wussier as I get older. So when I was younger, I was a little more edgy. But um, so not, first, not so edgy now. First record is a um, is a very indie up and coming band called the Fleeting Joys, and their album was called Despondent Transponder, and you can find it on iTunes. Um, they are basically, if you ever knew Money, My Bloody Valentine, which was a 
pre-alternative college rock noise band. Precursors the, of Smashing Pumpkins, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, Fleeting Joys is a My Bloody Valentine total ripoff, but they do it really well, <laughs> and it's really good. Um, a band called The Blow, and their album just came out recently called Paper Television. Um, similar to oh, different kind. Similar to the Postal Service, and that's kind of like an electronica drum, you know, kind of drum bass, where a guy does the music, and a, but a girl is singing. Um, I, actually, I actually saw this band by accident in New York City, and she was amazing. And I, <laughs> I tripped, and I found myself at a show. No, I was at a show, and, and I was waiting for the last band, and, I, and all of a sudden she starts playing, and we turned around, and we're like, what is this? And it was great. So good that we went right to her table and bought every CD there. It was great. It was awesome. And I turned you on to it. Yeah, right? I yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, next record is Regina Spector's uh, new record I've called heard Be- a lot about this Begin to Hope. It's really good. Actually, Josh, I think you might dig it. It's, it's, re- it's, it's very, is, very good. This is the one from the Christmas album? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Phil Spector. No, no, she spells it differently. She's a Russian girl, and she oh. lived in New York. And every time um, I heard the name, I just figured it was a Motown artist making a comeback. Yeah, no, she um, <laughs> she put out a record a couple of years ago, and it was mainly piano, her piano, playing piano and singing. Mm-hmm. And this record, she kind of expanded and got a little more musicians and got a little funkier, and it's re- it's really good. Um, next record was actually recommended to me by the dude from the site, um, M Ward, Post War, um, really good. Kind of alt country esque kind of singer songwriter stuff. Really good. I used it on one of the podcasts, so I'm very. very I remember good. that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Send me that. Mates of State um, album called "Bring It Back." Oh, I have something to say on this. Okay, what do you have to say? I saw them. They opened for Death Cab for Cuties. Oh. I saw who I saw in the Greek Theater right before I left LA, which was an amazingly good show. Yeah. Uh, you'd been telling me to listen to them, and I think the dude also had mentioned it. And I've heard this stuff. Chris Morley likes them too. I yeah, think. and I'd heard some of the tracks, yeah. and I didn't really like it when I listened to it. Yeah. Saw it live, and I was like, oh, "That's crazy!" And like, yeah. I can't tell you I like it, but I'm transfixed by it. A oh, little it's bit. totally, it's totally intoxicating. It's what it is is it's a guy and girl. They're married. And the chick plays keyboards, and the guy plays drums, and they both sing. And they That's harmonize and, and, a lot. Yeah, and it's so poppy, and it's just so much. And the thing is, they put out a, their first record was amazing, mm-hmm. and their next two blew. And then this one came out, and it, it was awesome again. It was like it was great. So um, very good. Uh, this past March, um, my personal Jesus Morrissey came out with his latest record, Ringleader of the Tormentors, and I just got to mention it. I'm shocked to see this. Biased, yeah. biased. Um, <laughs> so that's all I need to say. Um, Teddy Thompson uh, album called Separate Ways. Teddy Thompson is the son of a folk singer, um, I think Linda Thompson, and I actually saw him open for Rufus Wainwright a couple years ago, and he played backup guitar for Rufus Wainwright. He played in the band. Um, his own record, very biting British wit, but with like a kind of all country folk kind of feel to it. Um, good, very good stuff. Very chill. Um, Bell and Sebastian in the beginning of 2006 came out with their new record, The Life Pursuit. If you know Bell and Sebastian, you know what to expect. They're um, Brit, Scottish Brit poppy. This one is a little more funky. Had a little '70s feel to it, but it was super good. It's a lot of fun. Um, harkening back to our movies thing, oh. uh, the Stranger Than Fiction <laughs> movie soundtrack was probably the first soundtrack I bought in years since the Garden State soundtrack. Since the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this one, the, a lot of it, a lot of the music. Spoon, the band Spoon, that's on Merge Records, um, did the did, did. I believe they also opened for Death Cab on that oh, okay. show. They um they did they did a lot of songs directly for the movie so the uh, the soundtrack has a lot but this has got a lot of um like classic punk and so like the Clash and Reckless Eric from the Stiff Records and stuff like that it was just really really good um the Jam I mean like it was the music the music was as good as the movie like mm. it, you know so this last one's got a fantastic name yeah well the last one is purely because of the name of the band um, I saw this name on eMusic I saw the name of the band I'm like I've got to download this the band name is I love you but I've chosen darkness. <laughs> And the album was Fears on Our Side. 
Um, was it any good? It was great. I thought it was going to be like a hardcore kind of like type of thing, but it's actually kind of reminded me of New Order a little. It was like kind of you know like that sort of thing of, where long titles like that are. I don't want to say emo bands, but mm-hmm. like newer sort of alt bands. Like there's yeah. the the new Yola Tango album is something has a name sort of like that. I don't like you and I will beat your ass or something right, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Which I downloaded based on that. Say, yeah. I was like, that's an incredible Yola title. Tango's one of those bands who I like I think I'm supposed to like but no, but, and I've heard them, but yeah. I yeah, I don't like Me too. I was in Seattle I was like, I have to try, I guess. I was in Seattle a few months ago and they were playing and I was looking through something something to do, somewhere to go. I'm like, oh Yola Tango's playing. I'm like, I should go to that. I'm like, but uh, I just didn't go. I was like whatever. <laughs> Um, and then finally, I mentioned earlier the Decemberist, the Crane Wife, Crane Wife, which is fantastic uh, uh, record by an amazing band. So that was actually top eleven. That was my top eleven, yes. So, so um, if if you're not a white male in college, this list might not work for you. Yeah, not so much. But, uh, <laughs> oh, and I hear Jay Z's record's fantastic. How, how about he retires <laughs> like he said he was going to? Uh, don't get me started. On that. So, um, so yes, yeah, so that was the year of music for me, and I know I'm the big music fan out of the three of us. Um, but I was surprised that I bought I bought this much music. I honestly was surprised, and legally. You know my favorite song. Very this, few. You know my favorite song this year was what? Willie Nelson's "Cowboys Are Frequently Fond of Each Other." I've got that in my iPod. I, I downloaded <laughs> I believe that. I downloaded that. <laughs> no, it's Cowboys also. are secretly, secretly frequently, frequently, fond frequently fond of each other. It, it was like number one download for like a couple of weeks around the same time that, that uh, "Brokeback Mountain" came out. Yeah. It's a fantastic song. Like I first heard it, and I was like. You, you got to be kidding me! These lyrics, <laughs> like it was just yeah. clever and fun and, and yeah. cool, and, and you love that Willie Nelson is taking that side. Yeah, well, he's a, he's Willie. It spawned me like a three-month Willie Nelson time. <laughs> he's he's a classic. When I was he's driving good. across the country, I started every day with Willie on the road again. And it probably does. It should go. I mean, we probably should mention that one, probably the highlight of live music this year was the Texas is the reunion. Yes, Texas is the reason reunion show that Connor the and I final, went to. Their final. Their final. Yeah, the last the last night uh, Sunday after Thanksgiving. Um, Texas is the Reason was a band f- about 10 years ago, post-hardcore. In fact, a lot of the music that's really popular now owes their sound to this band, um, in my opinion. I don't know if they might disagree, but that's what I believe. And um, they got back together for a reunion after 10 years after their breakup, and it was just it was amazing. It was Ron, awesome. Ron took me. It was, it was an unbelievable show. Yeah. That, so. that in the, I guess on that same that Death Cab for Cutie show that I saw at the Greek Theater. If you've ever been to the Greek Theater, it's like a little outdoor amphitheater in L.A., it's one of the greatest places to see a show, and I'm same. You know, how I was bitching earlier about going to the movies yeah. and not liking crowds. I hate concert crowds three times more than I hate movie crowds. It was a freaking great show. Mates of State, State was there. I think Spoon's the other band, but like at the end, everybody comes out and plays with them, and it was like this big jam. And I was like, and it wasn't an irritating show with lots of kids and everything. Just really fantastic show. But now they're like a big, big bunch of stars up for Grammys and things like that. Yeah, well, didn't see that coming. Well, no, I'm not surprised. I mean, no, I'm not either. Yeah, yeah. They deserve it and everything. Yeah, but exactly. I'm like, yeah. Oh. Well, what are you going to do? There'll be another one soon. So yeah. You'll have to tell me about it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just not paying attention to music anymore. <laughs> well, that's the thing. is Neither am I, really. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, like, one of the things is that like, I'm not paying attention. I mean, like, like I said, the dude pointed out Man Ward to me. And, like, mm-hmm. and, and the, I chased down Regina Spector's record because I listened to her old one. Like, mm-hmm. the, the fact that, you know, I, I, I Love You But I've Chosen Darkness is really the only new band that I discovered. And the blow, I guess, is that I discovered. You yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. But everything else was recommended to me or followed through on or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but I only procure music. <laughs> I like music that's fallen off the truck. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's like the predict. I can make a 2007 prediction that perhaps the Shins' new record might make a best of 2007 if one were to have these songs before they came out at the end of January. I don't think that's wrong because they're not <laughs> available anyway. Right. And you true, will yeah. probably you. I'm gonna buy it. You yeah. will buy the and I'll I will t- I will buy that yeah. album. Yeah. I may have I'll, fa- I'll had it too. fall off the truck in my lap. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just saying, hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically. So, anyway, but it was a good year for music, so, which is nice, which is a nice little surprise as we land on the year. See. I think we better get to what we do best. Should we? What do we talk about? What are we, why are we here? Wait, you know what? That, that was a be- down bitches. That was a... <laughs> I'm tired. tired. That was a very presumptive statement I made there. <laughs> that that's what we do best. Right. Yes. Maybe people right now are going. You well, know what? We've so seen what else. That's 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 what we do. I sleep. <laughs> okay. Right. Here's yeah. what we usually do. Here's what we usually do. Comics. Comic books. Listen, 2006, and I I don't know how to view this from not within the lens of iFanboy. Because right. iFanboy sort of we had a I would call it a banner year in 2006. Sure, we did yeah. a lot. We saw a lot. We went through a lot. Like a war now, but at the same time, I feel like <laughs> it's not like war. It's not at it all hurts. like war. <laughs> I lost the limb. <laughs> Come here, Stumpy. Help the, me R- open this. the RSS feed claimed my left leg. Oh boy! <laughs> but didn't it feel to you guys like this was this was a, the biggest year in comics in a long time? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know if it was or if because we, we just dove in the deep end. I think. I think it's more of our involvement increased. Not our. Mm. Let me rephrase that. Not our involvement, but our interaction with with the oh, comic, comic world. Fans, yeah, maybe. But I still feel because like... because I felt like the comics last year were better. Maybe, but really? I feel Name like one. Go. I thought Daredevil was a lot better last year than this year. Wow, bold. Really? Yes. Bold. Okay. And Gotham Central last year. Did you guys in the Gotham Central? Well, yeah, over. but what? I mean. <laughs> I, what I, I think mean this year there's that been too many events. We're going to get to this later on, but the events this year really great. They, the they put a shadow on the comics. Yep. That's my I, opinion. For me, I mean, and, and again, this might just be the site, but I'm reading a lot more this year than I was last year. I feel the well, pressure, that's, that's, too. That's what I mean by our, our involvement has increased this year. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I feel like the company. I don't know. I feel like the companies have taken their really good guys and they've put them on a lot of their really key properties and they're letting them go with that. And, and just overall. I don't know. I think there's a lot of good books going on right this year that oh, sure, weren't good sure, titles sure. last year. Is what I mean to say. Yeah. Like there's more. Just even, and it's almost. I mean, the indie stuff and the and the creator owned stuff is always what it is, and it will always be good stuff because people are working on it and doing what they do. But when you really want to gauge it, like the mainstream industry, there's a lot of solid titles out there now, and I don't think you could say that last year. Yeah, That's I mean, much. I think I'm buying more on a weekly basis. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm, pre- at. I'm I'm regularly over ten books a week. I'm buying more simply because of Civil War. I'm buying more. Well, no, I'm, I'm definitely not. I am. Once the war ends, I'm. I'm, I'm buying DC you. books now that I never would have started bought before. You see, but that's di- it's that's different. Is that I think you're buying the Civil War books because of the event and because you yeah. feel as if you have to because you're interested. Whereas I think you're being enlightened to more DC books. You know what I mean? Like the thing like is, I'm already, I was open. already buying those books, so right. it's not yeah. new to me. Right, but there's some new Marvel stuff that you'll keep buying. You'll, you'll keep buying X Factor after Civil that's War. That's not right? new. So we're talking about it's not new. Yeah, no, but well, it's new this year. It is. For, yeah, it's new for me. 14 yeah. issue 14 started last year. Yeah, but it gelled. It gelled this year. Well, that, that, me, let's, okay, well that's that's a good segue into. Right. Okay, so if we had to if we had to pick the top three titles of 2006, and we we, we agree on this. Yeah, we, this should be like we, the, the never again. This doesn't happen a lot, but all three of us just said what are the what are the ones that we should talk about? Right. Uh, so n- in no particular order, the first one is Daredevil. Um, and this year we saw the switch over between Bendis and Malieve to Brubaker and Lark. And this all happened on our watch on the podcast. Yeah, so which like is we, cool. we've been talking about it before it happened, and like how will it happen, and right. when it happened. Oh my God, it's happening! And now yeah, it's, it's so much sweeter because we thought it would never be possible for the book to be as good after Bendis left. And it's almost- I can't think of one time where a run has ended and then a run started right after it that was as good, or you know. Well, this yeah. is. I mean, the other like the thing is that that Bendis run was epic. It was years yes. long. Yeah. I mean, Brubaker still has a long way to go to match. Yeah. Right, and but the French it, stuff is kind of getting a little tired. No, it's not. But <laughs> I mean, how it's many, hard to say. We're in the middle of. Bendis it, right? went five years. 
Something Jesus. like that. I was explaining to somebody at work today, and I was like, I was like, it's an amazing long run, and da da da. Like, I mean, Brubaker's been great, but he's got to go another four years to match. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he's not going to. I mean, that's just. He might have a great like two year run. But he's not going to do four years in the book. He, well, just doesn't, no one, he doesn't go that long. No though. one does that anymore. You don't know. I I I think you can I, take empirically. I I don't feel like like Bendis. Like Bendis has a real affinity for Daredevil. They're like, "What do you want to work on? I want to work on Daredevil, yeah. and I want to I want to own that character. I want to get in it, and know what it is, and do it." I don't get that with Brubaker. Yeah. He much. just wants to tell a good story, which right. is why I feel like I'd be on the book for five years, mm-hmm. which yeah. is fine. But right. and also, if you think about it, really nobody but Bendis does these year-long runs like Ultimate mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Well, nobody else can get away Daredevil. with Daredevil. Nobody else gets the the benefit of doubt so much yeah. from the from the public. However, if if Brubaker leaves, you know, I can do. Now, Michael Lark is he is he going to be allowed to do other books? Because I would like him to not. <laughs> <laughs> I think his 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 finances might have a disagreement with you. There. I would like him to keep doing Daredevil. Will you stipend him to not? <laughs> what, listen, guys, whatever it takes. If you want to write in, let's. You know, like I, I mean, like the day that that like it's going to be like when Arrested Development ended, like which is a show I didn't get to talk about. I'm segueing now. No, not really. I'm not going to talk about it. But like when Daredevil, when Michael Lark leaves that book, I'm going to be sad. Yeah, because that's. Unless well, I was sad when Malieve left. I, I was. Fa- I mean, I'm in love with. I was in love with Malieve mm-hmm. at the end of it. I mean, like Alex Malieve, I love you. But you just got a little taste of him now. Yeah, oh. I think it depends on where he goes. He doesn't belong on Avengers, though. No, he doesn't. That's a film. I mean, right. That's yeah, yeah, no. a single one. Yeah, yeah. So what if he ends up? He's, on he's doing Spider Woman. Isn't that the, that the next thing they're working Who? on? His, Malieve, Malieve and, and Bendis ben are doing yeah, yeah, Spider Woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. in 2007. Yeah, so. Um, anyway, so Daredevil, but still, it, it continued to roll on. Which is great because it was one of our books from last last yeah, year's show. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, every, every one it makes me want you know that makes me want the next one. Right. The next two books um, are sleepers. sleepers. We're sleepers. Sleeper books. Um, well, you you kicked off the Escapists, Connor. Uh, and we just and talked about it on the Peak of the Week podcast. So we won't really yeah. get into it. But the Escapists was clearly. I mean, it only was half the year, but I mean, it was. It was must read. I mean, must re- you know greatness in six in six issues, and yeah. I think the surprise element of it added to the greatness of it. Yeah, and the, and the, the fact that it, like the story, it was not. I mean, it was a standard story, but it was not because they you know it, it twisted and it moved and it did it did what the story was supposed to do, but it surprised you when it did it. It didn't do the predictable thing; it did the right thing, and right. that's that's exactly what it was. And which it, was the point of the story too. Yeah, so, which is which is which yeah. is nice how that worked. So so good, so and, good, and it, yeah, Ron. And the la- the last um, best book of the year, the other sleeper was X Factor by Peter David and Mixed Artists. Um, <laughs> this is the book that I was very excited about because it starred one of my favorite characters, Jamie Madrox. And coming off the heels of the Madrox miniseries a few years ago, um, I didn't much like uh, Heroes. I didn't think it was going to last. I didn't <laughs> think it would make six issues, much less twelve issues. Um, so 14 issues. Much less that I would get you guys to read it. Not that I try. I didn't even think I tried to get you guys to read it. I was no, just like, I, it's really I, I good. Yeah, Peter Davis X Factor. Yeah, yeah. And so, and and the fact that Josh picked it up was I, I didn't, you know, I didn't even petition at all. I was like, you have to read this. I was, you know, I think I, think, I enjoy that you didn't. It was. I it. think that it happened one week that I went in there and I didn't really have a lot of books one particular week, and yeah. I think we had just done a pick of the week with number two or something like that, and yeah. I was like. I'll pick it, it was up. the one when he pushed Richter when Richter was going to kill himself, and the the the, the unpredictable Madrox put the dupe pushed him out. Like, and I, and I, I I I picked it up, and I remember going, I don't know what's happening, I don't right. know who these people are, I don't know anything, but I kept buying it. And then I think it was when I made it pick of the week, like number ten or something like yeah. that. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute, 
Right. I'm really into this, and it's really good. It snuck up on me, but it did it in such a subtle way. Yeah, that's that's it's exactly so it. good. But you don't. I couldn't tell you why exactly. I mean, a lot of people would argue that that of the X Men books, Astonishing X Men is the breakout best book of them all, which is good. And, which is good. It, very good. And don't get me wrong, but it's a little easy to pick that. And also the the the, the bi monthly schedule kind of gets me. Yeah, the and, fact that it doesn't come out you know, regularly. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, Not every month we've had X Factor. And they've dealt with art changes, and well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Furthermore, you know, like normally when a book, when a book five or six pencilers juggles yeah. pencilers like this, yep. you can't. But like, the, I guess the storytelling of it, and, I'm, yep. and I'll give I'll give credit to the editing as well. Like, it's just been so damn consistent in in if not artist, but look and feel, yep. and 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 just story and character is so strong that it just it goes through that. And this is going to be one of those things that uh, this is going to be one of those runs that people talk about. You know, yeah. like like in four years, if we're still doing this show, right. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> no, but like people yeah. are like, what should I buy? Like, you should go back and buy X Factor Volume One, yeah. Volume Two, yeah, totally. And the thing is that if I had to compare 2006 of X Factor versus 2006 of Astonishing X Men, mm-hmm. the Hellfire stuff was pretty cool, and and so there were some good moments in Astonishing X Men, but. As far as issue to issue quality, X Factor hands down, clearly. hands mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how X Factor holds up against that first year, that first arc of Astonishing X Men. You know, like that was really really good. Never so read yeah. it. Oh. Same thing. I picked yeah. up. This is the year that I started reading all this stuff that yeah. I hadn't. So I picked up everything in the middle of it. Yeah. So anyway, so those are our three top books of 2006. Um, I think if you could describe 2006, it would be the year of the event. Yes. It feels like the 90s again. But you know, like they were events that were based around story, as were, opposed yeah. to like, what if the Hulk exploded? Like you know, it wasn't a. It wasn't a. I don't know what the word is. A circus stunt. Event. Well, it was that didn't matter. That it didn't was thought yeah. out. It yeah. was like, and and that is that and is it had why ramifications. That's why comics are good now. Right. Is that it's all based on stories, and the superstars are, are writers. Now so, that's true. On the other hand, it's time for the events to end. Yes. I yes. Think we're all in agreement of that. Um, one year later feels like twelve years later. Well, that, well one year later is <laughs> over. Basically, no, I know right? that, yeah, but I'm but just. Yeah. yeah it was no. a metaphor, it's more. It's, really. I think it's not so much the DC events because they no. pretty much are over. Uh, Civil War needs to end. Well, it's tough because with DC, well, with DC, you had Infinite, Cri- Infinite Crisis started off the year, right? By ending it, and then that led into One Year Later, which also led into Fifty Two. And the thing is, that One Year Later isn't really an event; it's just the books, right? There's no event. There's nothing Fair. tying them together. You don't I read still, them. I still feel looking back in 2006, I feel as if One Year Later was half-assed in my mind. I think they half-assed it. I don't. I don't at all. I don't I because it's impossible to half-ass something that's not cohesive. I think they half-assed. Like, basically, what they did was they needed a place. They needed a starting point for everything right. to go. Right, and so basically, it was a way of rebooting everything, but without rebooting it in a lame ass way. Right, it was like let's let's give everybody a fresh. Co- and I was listening to Dan Didio talk about this, uh, on Word Balloon, I think, and he was just saying he's like they took when he was they took all the characters down to their what is it people like about this character, right? And they got rid of all the stuff that people didn't like about it and started over again with those fresh elements. And I think that they got a lot of. They've been ultimately really successful. I I agree, and I'm reading a lot of those books where I wasn't before. And it isn't so much about when you say one year later didn't work. It's not so much about it didn't work. I I know, but not so much about the stunt of the one year later. It was like it was a means to an end, and I I think it worked really well. Galactic did the same thing at one point where they just skipped everything ahead one year, so they didn't have to go through all the muddle of everything. It just gave them a place to start, and I think that's a good place. Like right now. We can point to books that people can go start reading pretty right. easily, where maybe as before in DC you couldn't have done that. No, the only thing that they didn't do well was they tried to relaunch a bunch of second tier characters. Right. But I would say that's less to do with the event, more to do with the fact that 
some characters just shouldn't have books. Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter, the Adam, Blue Beetle. These yeah. people should not have books. But that's got nothing to do with. But you know what? Every Manhunter. once in a while, one of those catches. And you got to try a bunch. Sure, you have to try, but that, I think my point is, it has nothing to do with the event. It has to right? Do with no, the, I agree. How they executed the book. However, you know, when you want to look at the event in that way, it sure as hell helped Superman. It sure as hell helped Batman and his family. Wonder it, Woman. It, it, Green I, Arrow. It didn't help Wonder Woman. Wonder yes, it Woman. Did. Well, it's too early to tell. There've been two books. issues have come out. But they've been great. Right, but they're but they're they're. they're two Heinberg. Have you, have you read one? I read issue one. Yeah. Did you read one of them pre one year later? No, I didn't. Well, no. there you go. It was yeah. successful at being a much well, better if, book if, than the previous. If the book existed, I may be able to agree with you, but it doesn't. <laughs> Green um, Lantern, except on a schedule on a previous. Now, have you guys like, come yeah. around to Green Lantern? Yeah, yeah it's been a lot better. Yeah, really? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Crap. JSA, the damn tattoo won't come off. JSA, <laughs> JSA was great. JSA, but JSA was the one you're late. JSA, JSA, JSA and in your guys' opinion, is Justice League. But the yep. the reason I think you don't like it is because they fucked Flash. No, I don't. I, I it did. It did. Uh, yeah, a little, bit, a little bit. And but I think, I, but I think Flash has been really good. I've been warming up to the Flash, but I've been, it's gotten the Flash has gotten better. I've stuck with it. I haven't given give, give up so easily. Like you're you grudgingly saying it's better. It's not that now. Good. Now, in, in that sense, what do you guys? As time goes on, what do you think about Fifty Two then? I think it's been really good. I think I, I like I said we gave our grades a couple of episodes ago. I still I still firmly give it a B plus. I think it's been I th- great. I, the more it goes on, the more impressed I am with yeah. it. In yeah. that, and the A it keeps coming out. It's trucking. Yeah. The sales. We were talking about the sales of it. Yeah. I mean, like from a business standpoint, it's brilliant. Yeah. And the fact that they did it, you know, like because they well, did it. Well, it's not done yet, but they're close. To well, I know, but like no inches. one thought they'd have gone this far. Like at this point, right. we're like, oh, they're coasting. Maybe they won't, but I still wish they had enough half-assed art, but I understand why and understand what happened with it, but I, that, that's mm-hmm. my one regret about it. I wish sure. they had paid a little it's more attention to the art. Downside. I think that if they had gone for like an A1 number no, class not artist, that, they yeah. would have gotten behind. They were like, we need guys who are fast. We need guys who, yeah. who put panels together and put the pages down and, and go. I think it was genius to have Giffen do the layouts. I mean, I think that mm-hmm. was smart, but I, I would have liked to have seen a little more consistency or quality. Or atten- mm-hmm. It feels like there's no tension to it. Like, it was just get the art done. And I feel like that's such a huge part of this medium. I think, you know? I think what they realized was, look, if we announce this weekly series, right. we cannot miss a week. Yeah, and if I they miss that. a week, the jackals are going to descend, so yeah. we have to just make guys, get guys who and can the, the jackals, the, the jackals are off. Like, I don't get that sense. No. Like, before it started, well, like, oh, they're going to mess this up of impending doom. And well, they, they owe that to the folks across the street. Yeah, right. So. No, that's true. <laughs> uh, you know, but you know, it's it still feels so big, and like I got it every week. I'm like, ooh, another one. Now it's not, it's not, uh, it's not rocket science. It feels like maybe, it, maybe this is more what comic books used to feel like. That pulp serialized fiction that just keeps coming at you all the time. And it's not. It's not award-winning stuff. I really like but it's pretty good. I really like the little touch of whoever came up with it to actually tie in the issues to what was actually going on in the real world. Like, like this week's issue was Christmas themed, and you know the Thanksgiving themed, and the Halloween themed, Fourth of July. That was just a little subtle touch that made it so good. And plus, also, I think that the the, the not connected to the Fifty Two story, but the two page origin story backups have been really fantastic. Oh, they've been great. They yeah, been kicked great. the hell out of the history of the DC universe. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah, what what. I'm, uh, the thing is, I'm really looking forward to is the, I I want to know like what the ending. I want to know what what's this fifty two. Right. What's the I and like I'm excited for the end of the story. I'm hoping it doesn't disappoint. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so. On the other hand, there's civil war. Right, as we alluded to earlier, is taking the attention away from fifty two. Which little, you know started off really really strong. Started off fantastic with a bang. It was awesome. Oh, the first three issues I think were yeah. were just mm-hmm. knock you out of your socks every month, yeah. and you're really excited about them, and all the. Tie-ins and everything, and then the it's December and it's not over yet. 
It should be over. It's you know what it's, it's it not, should be over. It's true, and it's it's you know the, the delays bother people. They didn't bother me that much until I get to think that every book I'm reading from Marvel, Sans Brubaker, is Civil War, and I don't feel like anything has changed in six, in four months. That was the, that was the point that I made when the delay happened because, and I made this point on, on a thread months ago. But it's like everybody, you know, there was you were in two camps about the delays, whether or not you were pissed about them or whether or not you accepted them. Mm-hmm. And the argument between the accepting seemed to go in the direction of, well, they want to keep. They want to put in a fill-in artist. They want to keep McNiven on it, so it'll be that good. So in a year from now, when you read the Civil War book, it's cohesive mm-hmm. and it's good. Look, Watchmen was late. Dark Knight was late. Whatever. The problem with that argument is that Watchmen and Dark Knight weren't the linchpin of continuity, mm-hmm. and they didn't have other books tied into what happened in those books. Yeah. Whereas Civil War, every book in, it touched every book in Marvel except for the ones Brubaker worked on. <laughs> so, um, which was genius in its own right. But um, and thankfully, my uncanny X Men were, were left untouched, which is fantastic. But um, but the, so the thing about that is, is that we're stuck, and and I feel like I'm, if I see this, treading water. In where, where, right whereas in July, I love the trade, I love the cover dress, how they all had the consistency of the design. Mm-hmm. Now, when I see that cover, I cringe. It's like I'm tired of it. It's just it's you know, and it's it's sad because it was a great idea, and I just feel as if they're failing on the execution. It hasn't moved. The story has, has moved. not moved, has moved forward, and yep. we've been stuck for months on this yep. like yep. Cap is against it. Yep. Oh, that's is not Iron, Daredevil. Is Who is Daredevil? Man a jerk, and yeah. like. That was really fun in July, right? But it is December now, and right. I just like how much of a breath of fresh air is is the friggin' Ultimate books or yeah. just anything else going on that isn't saddled by this by this civil war? It's yeah. Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Think about it. It is. We, it was 1972, and we're like, God, is this war still going oh, on? Oh God, I hope there are no veterans listening. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> Um, dun, dun, dun. I don't even know where to go from that. <laughs> so, um, well, let's let's talk about the, let's talk about the best um, the the best event that goes probably underrated, and that's the Wildstorm relaunch. <laughs> I'm looking at it. it's the next thing on the list, and you've got this serious look on your face. I'm like, I don't know what he's talking. Talk about, about fumbling the football. You really didn't see that coming. No, I, listen, I, listen. Uh, let me explain. Okay, Jim, we've got Jim Lee here in the studio. I have a lot of things to do, and I thought that even though I've never been able to put out a regular book on a monthly basis, that I could probably do two, spearhead an entire relaunch, and um, creative direct the MMORPG from DC, as well as play World of Warcraft nonstop and burn money. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, put another hundred on the fire. I should probably get rid of this pitch to Wildstorm then I've got right here. What a disaster! It's just—I mean, I mean how many the thing is, what's five? funny is, what's and funny? Were, no, more than five. Turn the clock back to when the Captain Adam series started, mm. and how? No, we were just like, this is a great concept, great. this is a great idea. Yeah. And when I said this is going to lead into the Wildstorm relaunch, awesome! They should reboot that thing, whatever. And the reboot is, well, our creators looked at the concepts and like, these are pretty good ideas. Let's do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really did. And let's see, authority <laughs> delayed. Uh, Wildcats delayed. delayed. What else? I don't know. I, I, Wildcats. I, I dropped. That's not even a series. It's a yearly special. It's, it's oh, didn't All Star Batman get canceled? No, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. Right? Yeah, yeah. I saw. I saw that online. Yeah, it's Jim Lee. Jim Lee. Two thousand six will go down as the year that Jim Lee ruined comics. <laughs> actually, and I'm, I'm not actually, afraid to say it. I know actually, it's an unpopular opinion. I'm pretty sure he ruined comics in the mid nineties. No, he wasn't. No, no, he was. No, yeah, he got in and out and that whole thing. Like that's. I mean, he he was fairly unscathed in the nineties. I yeah. think. Um, but 2006, I think, is the year that Jim Lee ruined comics. But people go back to him. Oh, I'll go back to him. Like, when Wildcats 2 comes out in March next year, I'll buy it. Give it a, a scary voicemail. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> I know, we're totally going to get a scary voicemail. Please. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, but, so, 
whatever. What a horrible thing. disaster. So, like a train wreck, but a great one. I've enjoyed the Wildstorm implosion. I don't know about you. So what do you think was the, the coolest thing that happened this year that also bit into our wallets the most? Prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about that. Absolute editions. The absolute editions. Can when you see one of those, do you not like get like I get into cold sweat? I do. Like I need it. Like oh, even absolutely. I saw the Sandman one in my comic book store, and I was like, "Well, like, that's that's can that's I, pretty good." Can I give you my tale of that? I have been I spent like the last three years collecting the ten Sandman trades. <laughs> and now the absolute cool. like literally the day I get it in the mail, I read about Sandman volume. Son of a. Bitch. They're <laughs> so nice. They're so beautiful. They're I mean, so beautiful. I can't look at them right here. They're right here. Look at them all. No, that's, those aren't right absolute editions. Those I know. Those are the Sandman books that you bought that aren't the absolute editions. I was looking at the New Frontier in Midtown the other day, and I was like, oh my. I almost bought it for both of you. And I'm just like, I can't spend $75 on both of them. Oh, but, um, I sorry. think you can. I think it, just because we can't spend it on you. It's on my Christmas list. I'm curious if any of my family got it because it's like that, that will make me happy. If I don't get it, I'm going to be getting oh, it, get the first, it. Oh, the yeah. first comic store day. Oh, yeah. No, hello, Amazon. Totally oh, get it. Totally. Oh, beautiful. Love the absolute. And and what's the, I only I have one. The omnibuses aren't that bad. I mean, I think they're well, as you, good. You, you dropped a ton on the uh, on the alias omnibus, Connor. Not a ton. I got yeah. well, that it was. Year. It was really good. Well, that was good because it collected such a great series. That was, I reread that in whole fact, series this year. Yeah, in fact, actually, while the Absolute Editions were fantastic, I would say the best collection of this year was that Elias on the bus. Because it put, I was good to have it all in one book. Well, it's great. The thing is, it's, it, why it's great is because it's an entire series. Yeah, and it's more yeah. than just four issues. So that's that. On that sense, yes, that's a great collection. Yeah, and it's big. Yeah, and it's thick and it's juicy. Hey, the Dark Knight Absolute Edition made the Dark Knight. Whatever again, two, whatever. Good. It's on my list, man. It made it good. Dark so. Knight. Absolute's awesome. Yeah. So. All right. So, what, who do we think? Who defined really 2006 in terms of creators? Who Who were the guys? Hands down, Jim Lee. <laughs> Not the ones that ruined comics. I will come over there. You know what? I sound like uh, the sock monkey at this point. Oh, you sound like Rashi. Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, you did. That's really. Weird. You really were channeling Rashi. Wow. I, so who were the best creators this year? I think it's kind of obvious if you look at our best, our top well, books let's, of the let's, year. Let's take a step back. Last year was clearly Bendis. I mean, we were, that was the running joke on the website. I mean, every, oh, was it? Yeah. every other yeah. particular okay. week was a Bendis book. I'll Bendis was steering the ship. Yeah, I mean, it was, Still it was is. Daredevil, it was Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. it was Powers, it was last year was Bendis. Bendis, Bendis, Bendis. This and right year, now you'd think, just before you say, you'd think that we, we if you had looked at, if you looked at the beginning of the year, you'd think that we would be talking about Mark Miller right now. I mean, because Civil War. Yeah, I mean, well, really, we didn't know about Civil War in the beginning of the year. I, I know, but I'm saying, like, looking at it from the beginning, like at the yeah. end of the year, and yeah. even after the first issue or so, you're like, yeah, you know, this is going to be the defining. Boy, but I don't yeah. ever think of Mark Miller anymore. No, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. So this year, uh, I think two writers stand out: Brew Baker and Brian K. Vaughan. I think it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to argue that, right? It, pretty much. I mean, it, it, you know, in mainstream comics, I'll, I'll put that, you know, in, yeah. in that context. Um, With Brew Baker, you had. Captain America, Daredevil, Criminal, Uncanny, Uncanny X Men. Yep. What else did he do? Sleeper wasn't this year. No, no, it wasn't. No, but I. But what I think it's not so much that what he did, but it's look at the order Gotham that Central he. Central ended up this year. Well, yeah, look at the order that happened. Is they finished up Gotham Central, then he moved over to Marvel. Okay, and very, you know, and. Captain America was going to me under the radar. Like I know it's you still were reading, under the radar. yeah, and you know, very, very good. And then the big switch over with Daredevil happens, and that's like, and that's like, oh man, what's going to happen? We were just talking about that, and it turned out to be really good. Then out of nowhere, he gets put on Uncanny X Men, 
And I know you guys didn't like it as much, but me as the X Men loyalist, I'm, I'm I think it's great. It's you know it's 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 hitting on notes that haven't been hit on in years, and I think he's doing a great job. But then finishing up the year with Criminal, at, you know, going back to that kind of sleeper esque noir kind of you know labor well, even love, sleeper more like, back to scene of the crime. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but it, but it was it was such a well rounded year for Brubaker, totally. I think you know like it it, it hit he, on a lot every of genres, a yeah. lot of different styles. I mean, he's he, this guy can do. All kinds of stuff. Like right. if you had told me originally that he was going to do the X Men and you would like it, yeah, I would. I, no, that yeah. would be a thing he can do. But you yeah. know what says a lot about him is, is basically every writer at Marvel is being forced into civil war, and he's just like, nope. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to very God begrudgingly t- touch on him in Captain America because mm-hmm. I, I guess I have, I have to. to. Yeah, main yeah. character in it. Yeah. And Daredevil's not I even know, be involved. still didn't. That's the yeah. power. There's two main characters in the Civil War. It's Iron Man and Captain America. Yeah. And Captain America is not about Captain America. In the, Civil the, the Civil War issues, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And um, I just very well rounded. But then compare. Talk about well rounded to Brian K. Vaughn too. Well, that's the thing. Like comparing to Brubaker, I don't know if Brian K. Vaughn matches. I don't know. I mean, oh, I think that they just have two very different voices. But yeah. the one thing about a, about a like a Brubaker book is there's a slow burn to it. There's not it, there's yeah. not a, there's not a con, to coin a Connor phrase there's not a throw your fist in the air moment with Brute Waker very often. Yeah, it's a story well, that goes that along. Punisher moment that might be the single best moment too. Yeah, but that happens anytime Punisher is used sparingly. No, but not. Well. Yeah, that was brilliant. Um, but that's one thing though. But yeah. like normally it's not like a a lot of things. It's the it's the yeah. it's the sum of the parts more than that. Yeah, uh, Vaughn. So many of those issues are just dead on, and he has such a way with the single issue format. Yeah, like him yep. writing episodic stuff. He can do. He does this thing, which in comics is oddly very rare. You do one issue, and that issue is all encompassing. Now it doesn't mean there's not going to be a cliffhanger because he is master of the cliffhanger. Yeah, but you feel like you've got a whole issue of something, and and it's just. He, he really knows how to work the format more than any anybody I think right now. Yeah. Well, what's, what, what did he do this year? I so think he it's did. Very he continued Runaways, why? Runaways, which is the, t- the teen right. superhero right. book, wasn't as good this year though. But whatever. I didn't mind it. It was better from it was better the beginning. than last year. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, why the Last Man is a straight up sci-fi. Yep. I'm on it in trades. So. Um, Ex Machina is basically a pol- political book, which honestly is is consistently fantastic. And we so don't tend credit. to talk about it on the show. We did early on, but we haven't talked about it recently because it's been it's been trugging along, and the quality has stayed good. Yeah, and this it's one of those things. It's consistently good, and each issue is unto itself. It, and, then, it, it and then Pride of Baghdad, which well, is completely different Pride from the other, everything else. So it's and Pride of Baghdad, really, the, you just got it. You haven't read it yet, but right. really, the more it's, it is a book that the more that goes on, the more I think about it, the better I think it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's having, you know he just got hired to work on Lost. Right. Yeah. And, and, and a very that's good year. that's a big deal. Yeah. Because somebody must have known his work and, and been like, you have to hire him because yeah. he's. Really, and Doctor Strange, really, and Doctor oh, yeah, Strange, Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange, yeah, very good point. And just the fact that just the fact that Whedon is taking over on Runaways, I think, mm-hmm. is, is is so much of a of a nod to the quality of that book. And like, oh, yeah. I also forgot Brew Baker's Iron Fist. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I did yeah, forget that. Yeah. Um, I think six or seven books. He damn, did that's Brew Baker's. Yeah. yeah, he's turned Brubaker around. Like, Vaughn uh, had a good year. Yeah. Vaughn, you know, all of his books have a different feel. You yeah. know, it's got all the you know, like it used to be. You'd think that. He's the quippy guy with little jokes, and then the other thing is, I, I don't, I've never, you know, heard a lot from Brubaker. Actually, not a lot of interviews or anything like that. But Vaughn is is a hell of a nice, sincere guy. Yeah, like he's he seems to really. Uh, he just left comics, but no, I don't know if he left. <laughs> but you know, Mark Millar was right. He really, was he right. really likes comics, you know, yeah. and, and and he writes for him. You, you know, he writes for him with love, and I think right. those are on those pages. Yeah. So. Um, 
It's good. I mean, and like with Ex Machina, I mean, I think one of the one of the shortcomings of our format, of our pick of the week format, is that unless a book it gets wildly good mm-hmm. out of nowhere or okay. is wildly bad, we tend not to talk about it. And the consistent book like Ex Machina goes on. It on, loses. Yeah, exactly. Because we're just like, yep, Ex Machina it was good. You know, like it, it wasn't. And you know, it was. Well, what yeah. do we have to say about it? It yeah, was it was, still good. It was good. Yeah. It's Tony still Harris out. still kicks a ton of ass. Yeah, he's and crazy. Oh, he's. I love that guy's art, no, yeah. and that's why. I've heard some weird stories about him. But, yeah. Well, he did. He did uh, Starman. Yeah, that's yeah. where I, that's where I that's yeah. where I learned to love him. <laughs> I actually asked him. I met him at the convention once, and I was like, and I was trying to I don't know why I was trying to talk to him about. It. I was like, so the rest of the Starman's gonna come out? He's like, yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward hover. Um, so yeah, so um, so that's writers. What about artists? Were there any artists that stood out for you? Oddly enough, as we started talking about this. Uh, like the writers were the people who seemed to make a difference to us. Have we passed the era of the hot artist? Mm. We're definitely in the era of the writer. The Thank artist, the, arti- the artist is the different difference maker. The well, artist can if you look at if you look at X Factor. I mean, you're, how important is the artist? Right, but Lark, Lark. like a Lark on Daredevil. But then you can look at look you. at Fifty Two. If Fifty Two had an actually competent artist on it, how much better would the book be? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would go I from mean, being a middling book to a very good book. It's it's very possible, but I think that you know, along with those those I don't want to call them superstar artists, but those artists who whose whose work really stands out, the McNiven, the, the Cassidy, the the Jimmy Chung. The, I love how McNiven, McNiven, and Jimmy Chung. You didn't, we, I mean, weren't blips on the radar. You're well, I mean, now if they're you superstars. Want, if you want I mean, no, I think way. it's interesting. They yeah. are, yeah, in yeah. a way. Um, yeah. You know, what says a lot about the writers, the artists this this year was, I felt like a lot of the really good artists had these low points. Where like like Jim Lee, no like like McNiven when he yeah. when he after he had the delay the art has not been the same since before the delay yeah and we were looking at some of his older art before the show and it's it's definitely not the quality of that that period mm-hmm. he sort of hit like a overworked or rushed period even garbage in garbage out. a little I mean yeah well the writers the artists have sort of taken a hit I think at some it feels some like when they these these new guys come up and they recognize their talent they put them on a on a big project. Yeah. And then everybody's watching them, and then they're under a lot of pressure. Right. And they don't get to like well, like the difference between Lark and McNiven is Lark's on a book that you know people love it, but they don't really expect much out of Daredevil. I don't get you know what I mean. Like right. Daredevil's going to chug along, and people are going to say it's good, but it's not something that all fanboys are like up in arms about, you know, for anything. Whereas when you're on Civil War, that's a big deal book, right? And 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 everybody's watching it, and it's you know if there's a two week delay. The problem is, is that the problem is that we, the, the comic fans as a whole, are. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to be on there on in the artist seat at all dealing no. with us. You know what I mean? Like, un- I don't, un- I don't see un- how McNiven can go. expectations. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm really interested to see McNiven at the cons this year to see well, what it's funny because last year at the New York con, I saw him just sort of unassuming at a table in Artist yeah. Alley, yeah. No, nobody around. Now he can be. He's going to be both loved and reviled because of the delay. You know, like it's going to. You know, it's going to. You be know what though? People you know, like Jim Lee's line ain't any shorter. Right, yeah. And, and Rob Liefeld, he ain't getting any taller. You know, you know where people love, to re- people love to revile you on the message board? Oh, yeah, totally. Well, where it's anonymous, yeah, totally, totally. So. I would say the two artists really, for me, stood out this year. One was um, Finch. Yep. And one was Greyland. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Connor with oh, the sarcasm. Both- <laughs> oh, wait, they were terrible. I still like Finch. I Finch, miss Finch on Finch Avengers. He was good. Humanity. He was bad on Moon Knight, but, um, which I've dropped, by the way. Oh, you did find really? it? Yeah, I'm not getting it. Work. I'm done. I'm done. Not that it, it looks like it's coming out anytime soon, so whatnot. But I don't know. But it was cool. Um, Darwin Cook. Darwin Cook. 
Although, really, next year I think it's going to be the test for Darwin. I feel like yeah. right at the end of this year, like you're starting to see his footprints in a few places. He's yeah. got the confidential Superman confidential, but he's not drawing that. But you know, and he's got the spirit, and then there was the spirit Batman thing, and right, and the New Frontier all absolute, which is a reminder, yeah, you know, of how great that was. I have a reminder every day on my desk. Yeah, that figure's awesome. Yeah, I heard. I heard it's a good action figure. Um, yeah, he's cool. So, um, so if you had to look back in 2006, what was your favorite comic themed? Thing or moment or anything comic thing in 2006. Hmm. You know, I don't know if I can give my, my favorite thing, but I think one, one of the phenomena that, that happened this year that we do need to touch on very briefly is uh, is the Scott Pilgrim phenomenon. Mm, like, yeah, as far as three come out this year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It did, like all, this book, I'd never heard of it. Comes from out of nowhere, yeah. and that's like that feels like the indie book of the year. You know. Yeah, I feel I, it's hard for me to say because I come, I'm coming. I feel like I'm coming late to the party. Cause yeah, I, you know, but, um, it, but like, that's why I asked if it came out. This out year. of nowhere, in the middle yeah. of this year, though, all of a sudden, everyone's like, "You got to like, read, read this, Scott yeah, Pilgrim, exactly. read Scott yeah. Pilgrim." And it was a lot of fun. Like, I can't wait till four comes out. So yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I really, I just want to know what the hell. Yeah. they're gonna. That was a good do. discovery. That was one of my favorite discoveries of this year. Um, so. so that's definitely one of my favorite discoveries yeah. of the year. I think that not now, but soon, not later, you will look at, at Pride of Baghdad, and people will refer to that in in the same terms as a lot of these. Seminal books. Yeah. I don't want to call it Mouse. I don't want to go that far, right. but but up there on this on the same shelf. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. So. No, I feel. I feel like the talk about that book has died down. It has. Yeah. I think for me, the, one of the highlights was um, see one of the great things about one year later was Batman and the Batman whole family of books really got a jolt because yeah. they were really languishing before. That's so weird. He came out of left field like that. I wouldn't I know, have expected him to. So. It came out of, I mean, they were they were not very good. But now, and now you now you can be proud to wear your Detective Batman. Comics and Batman yeah. and Robin are all great books. For, for me, the regular artists and writers are on the book. For me, the best kind of moment was probably probably more personal, but it was just our, our triumphant return to San Diego, and because that was just a fantastic week of just comics. I thought you meant literally. No, no, no. God, when no, you say no. it, I'm tired. Because <laughs> yeah, no. Because because the thing is, is that it was a very good. Because like, the last time we went, we went in like 2003 or 2004 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was kind of dying down. It was kind of like okay, kind of same old, same old shit again. It felt new again this year, and it felt. And I think that's part of because of the quality of the comics, because there's so much to talk about, so much to do, and that, I mean, you know, yeah, like I, that I, was. I don't know if comics are really better right now, but there's a lot more energy around them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's yeah. just there's so much to talk about. Yep, exactly, exactly. It's Plus, fun to talk. You know, about with the podcasts and with everything. Else going out there. I mean, like it's just—it's a cool That's little stars. world. Where, yeah, no, everybody, everybody else. You know, is everybody's it. like this year. We've been able to get to know creators like we never have before. Yeah, and I, I, you know, you know, that that'd be a good thing or a bad thing. Like I can listen to, I can listen to an interview with, you know, I'll say somebody. I'll go ahead. I'll be I'll <laughs> right, trying to think it. of somebody who I really like. Like I heard interviews with with Brian Vaughn, and I, and I really liked him. Like you right. know, he was he was very sincere. Meanwhile, you know, I've heard other interviews with like Todd McFarlane and. I feel the same way about him I always thought I did. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. and the same kind of thing. Or but even I think this year I heard interviews with Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams, two older guys who I you know, you would think maybe I don't have they're fascinating to listen yeah, to. Neil Adams in was. a way that Stan Lee isn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> no well listen, Stan Stan Lee is fascinating, he's the grandfather and everything, but when he talks he talks in sound bites and he doesn't really right. say Well because they're all recorded because he's been dead for fifteen years. <laughs> Doombot's only got so much memory. Yeah, exactly. Totally <laughs> he's true. a Doombot, I'm telling you. So all in all, I think 2006 was a good year. I mean, like I, uh, Josh, I think you said it right. Like, I'm not sure the comics were that much better than the years before, and they were kind of bogged down with some of the, the events and stuff like that. But it was a good year to be a comic fan. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, if you're if you're if you're a comic book publisher, you it's odd. You would have thought with the with the introduction of message boards that 
you know, that would have helped a lot, and it did, but it almost just increased the negative energy. Yeah. Whereas I think the podcasts and the things have increased the positive energy. Yeah. Around it almost stuff. feels like the culture is at a turning point. Yeah. Where, like, all these new technologies and things are allowing more interaction, mm-hmm. and things are not going to be the same going forward as they were yeah. previously. It's very Renaissance-esque. Definitely. So. Cool. So I think we've been talking for far too long. I know we have. I think we should wrap this sucker up. I'm not as tired now as I was in San Diego, though. Yeah, I know. She's... So, um, all right, cool. Her for three days after San Diego. Well, oh god, oh, and the chafing. Um, well, <laughs> no, well, we did have the gold bond. Gold bond so, medicated right. powder. Yeah. So, um, MVP. So, uh, don't forget to head out to head over to ifanboy.com if you liked um, what we talked about. Uh, we do a weekly podcast talking about comics, so check that out. As well as there's some great discussion on ifanboy.com on the site for you to read and for you to um, partake in. You can email us at contact at ifanboy.com or leave us a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys which is 326-2697. You could also go to myspace.com slash ifanboy or newlycomicspace.com slash ifanboy, which works a hell of a lot better than MySpace, um, but it's basically the same thing. Oh. <laughs> and you can head over to uh, dig.com and go into the podcast section and do a search for ifanboy and give us a couple of digs. This is our new favorite thing for you to do right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Let's go dig so. us. Um, or um, also after you do that you can head over to Podcast Alley and vote for us or write a review or go to iTunes and write a review or the best thing you can do is if you like like the show tell your friends about it tell the people at your comic book store check it out so um, I think as we look back on 2006 I think we should thank our listeners totally you know, for a great no year shit. for a great year I know I wanna... we, we gushed about it during our year anniversary show but mm-hmm. it's never too late so. I want to th- I think thank the listeners because A, a like one thing we don't get to tell you guys is how many emails we get from people who take the time out after listening to it to write in and say thank you, I really enjoy it. Right. And you know, if anything, that will that will keep us going. Honestly, that's 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 been the one thing because we we've been doing the site for years and we love doing it from our love of comics. But the participation and and knowing that thousands of people are listening to us talk about comics and. Tens of people are coming to the site. (laughs) But no, but lots of people are coming. More people than we ever thought would come to iFanboy.com and And participating. They're there a lot. Thank you, because without you folks, we wouldn't be doing it. That's it for 2006. So we'll see you in 2007.